0: Y'all, it's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Vaughn Bourget. Vaughn was with the U.S. Army for ten years and was a second lieutenant, uh, where he also was a Hawk missile system platoon leader. He's also one of our newest Dickies barbecue pit owners in Washington State. Thanks so much for joining me today, Vaughn. Absolutely, my pleasure. Wonderful. So, the, for those folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, tell us about yourself, your military career, and how you came to be where you are now.
1: Well, I was in the I was I was a car I was in the car business for twenty three years. I was a sales manager for twenty one years. And for the last 10 years, the business has changed so much that I was looking for a way out. Um, I actually retired five years ago and I went online and I just said, Hi, my name is Vaughn. I'm interested in being a a franchisee. And Dickies was one of three that called me. I interviewed them, they interviewed me and I felt that it was a good fit and... Um, I have a business partner that I've been friends with for more best friends, we've been friends for over twenty years. So we're more than excited about this opportunity because I'm ready to get back in the real world and be something of a productive member of society.
0: (laughs) Well, I I have no doubt that you're a productive member of society. Now you told me that you had, had started your military career, um, ROTC and that you got a full scholarship to New Mexico state.
1: Actually, I was in the military as enlisted. Okay. And, uh, I went, I found a program that was called green to gold. And in that green to gold, there was an additional thing that if you're studying engineering, you could get a yearly stipend. And so I basically got a full ride scholarship to New Mexico State University. New Mexico State University.
0: Very cool. And you said you started out as, as a microwave radio repairman in the exactly. military. Exactly. So this, isn't, this isn't coming to someone's house to fix a microwave. No, is, ma'am. It's, it's
1: 600 channels. It's 600 channels moving through the air, going into a, a dish, coming into what's called a multi, multiplexer. And then it's shipped out on another different 600 channels.
0: When you said you worked your way through and then you were a Hawk missile system platoon leader, what what is the Hawk missile system? The Hawk
1: missile system is a three missile uh, on a trailer and it's short to medium range air defense.
0: Gotcha. Now, were you deployed with the army as well?
1: I was never deployed. Um, I was in the army uh, when I I was in college, Desert Storm started. Mm -hmm. And because I was in college, I was non-deployed. I did volunteer, but because I hadn't finished school yet, I was undeployed.
0: Well, that was, I mean, it's great that you were able to, to finish school then and also have that, have that training. How have you been able to take some of that training? And I know you mentioned that you had been in the car sales business, uh, and and now the Dickey. So talk to me about how some of that training has
1: really created transferable skills for you. Well, the military is nothing but processes. Okay. And one of the reasons that I was successful in the car business as I was is the the place that I started in put me through two weeks of self-study. So when I talked to my customer, I was ready. Um, So processes are what I live by. And so far from what I've seen in the week and a half that I've been here, there are a lot of processes. And I believe that if you follow those processes, you can't help but be successful at yeast.
0: Absolutely, we we do have a lot of processes. Uh, you know, whether it's you know from how much rub we use on the meat to how long we smoke it to how we slice it, all those things are definitely processes uh, that, that we definitely have. So, kind of, but before kind of getting in, into all the processes that we've got and and how you're using that, what what inspired you to have to want to spend 10 years with the army i know i, I talk to folks who talk about wanting to serve and i see that a lot but what i joined what inspired
1: I, you? I joined the military in 1988 and when i joined the military i had one goal in mind i wanted to be an officer and i wanted to retire in the military i wanted i wanted to put my 20 years in well two things happened number one I met my wife and my wife was, she graduated number one in her class. One of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And she looked at me, she says, Vaughn, I'll marry you or you can stay in the army. I'm going to be a professional woman and that's what I'm going to do. So, and the other thing about it was, is I was 25 years old when I finally got my commission and I'm going up against all these 21 and 22 year olds that had just graduated West Point. And I'm saying, okay, well, you've already got six years in, you've got 14 years left. What rank are you going to make? And I looked and I said, I probably won't make major. I'll probably make major, but that'll be no further. So. I decided to get out.
0: When you you came out as a, as a second lieutenant. Second lieutenant. Okay, so talk to me about promote, promoting there and how you were able to do that. And-
1: well, once you I went through ROTC, and once you completed your ROTC, you get your commission, and the commission is the lowest rank in the officers is second lieutenant. Okay. And so, um, because I was I didn't go. Uh, that's the lowest rank you can start out as you know Mm -hmm. private is in the enlisted second lieutenant is in 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 the officers so there was no promotions for me while i was an officer
0: gotcha well great well so what what did what did you find is the best thing about being in the military i mean obviously you said you were very process driven and it sounds like an engineering background there what what did you find to to be the the best thing about it (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> Other than helping pay for school,
1: which is a great way too. Well, pay for school and help me buy my first home. I mean, the, the military, those years I spent in the military were were some of the most carefree times of my life. Interesting. And what yeah. was really funny about it is is I went through basic training. I went through basic training and five of the people I went through basic training with went to the secondary school which was called AIT and then after we completed our year worth of training we all got stationed in the same area so in the in the three years that i was in the military over and i spent a year over in korea i had four people that we were very close very good friends so um the friendships and and just Really not having any care in the world other than getting to formation on time and passing <laughs> your PT test. Those were really the only two things I ever had to worry about.
0: So what was the worst part about it then?
1: The worst part about it was, is I was stationed where my duty station was, was on the most remote mountaintop in Korea. Really? You only had two ways to get to it. Hike up the mountain, 4,000 feet, 4, feet straight up or get to know the helicopter pilots that fly by us every time and call them up and say hey you want some dinner
0: <laughs> so so you chose the helicopter route whenever as you many
1: times as i could but the really neat thing about the really neat thing about the hike was we were we were we were three on three off okay so you know we had to hike up the hill but the really neat thing about it as far as pt goes is we ran down the hill, so instead of taking an hour and fifteen minutes to get to the top, puffing and puffing, we ran down the hill, and so I mean it was it was considerably less time to get down to base camp. For
0: sure, I'm no doubt <laughs> but that, that that'll keep you in shape climbing four thousand yes, yes, feet like absolutely. that. Absolutely,
1: and yeah, it was it was interesting.
0: So tell me what it was like to be stationed in Korea. I mean, you know, we we're talking about obviously we're. Decades after the Korean War and you know things like that, but but obviously being stationed in, in a country like that uh, is certainly different than, than being
1: here. Well, much like Dallas, much like Dallas, the people were extremely friendly. They were just friendly.
0: A Texas hospitality thing's real it's, thing. It's
1: you know I'm going <laughs> to tell you something just between you and me. It doesn't it doesn't make any difference where I go. The service is always given with a smile and a conversation. I don't travel well. So when I landed when I landed last Sunday, I was fit to be tied. And when I walked into the hotel, the receptionist there checked us in, instantaneously put a smile on my face. And we went to a restaurant the other day, same thing. So the people the people in Korea um, were, for the most part, very, very friendly. Um, the really neat thing about it is we had a base, and my 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 billet was an hour from the base. But when you go back to the base, there is a villa right off the base. So you got all kinds of food, you got all kinds of bars, you have all kinds of. You have all kinds of um, street vendors, and I mean, go you can go get a meal for a dollar. It, it was that cheap. I mean, a hundred won, a which is their currency back then. I don't know what it is now. Hundred was a dollar. Wow. So I mean, it was exceedingly, uh, it was exceedingly. Cheap.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, so you probably got to try some interesting uh, Korean food while you were over there. I
1: am a huge Asian fan.
0: So so how does Korean, how do you feel about Korean barbecue versus I, legit Texas barbecue?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> the only barbecue, the only Korean food that I will eat are the kalbi ribs. Okay. That, that's the only thing. Yeah. But when it comes to legit Texas barbecue, uh, I love barbecue. And that's one that's one of the reasons I decided to get into Dickie's is since I was a young teenager, I've always wanted to own a restaurant or a bar. I'm a great cook. I don't smoke. I'll make you one of the best steaks on the grill that you've ever had. But as far as learning how to smoke, that's what excites me is I'm going to take the smoking. I've got a very, very nice, expensive barbecue. I'll take that smoking home for me.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and, and we we very much, it's low and slow at Dickey's, And it, it's one of those things that's funny when you talk about loving barbecue. I too love barbecue. I I, I joked that I was in one of my interviews with our CEO, Laura Ray Dickey, and she said, why are you interested in this job? And it was just kind of a question like that. And I said, are you kidding me? It's barbecue and philanthropy. It's two of my favorite things in life. Let's well, do it. <laughs> I have to tell you
1: something. I've tried, I've tried other barbecues. Mm-hmm. and they can be absolutely horrendous, horrendous. Not all barbecue is good barbecue. (laughs) No. I had one that cost me $17 and I got back to the store. I sat down and I went, oh. I couldn't eat it. It was just absolutely horrendous.
0: It, yeah, I mean, it, it happens, I, but there's also there's also a lot of great barbecue out there. Oh, yeah, we don't I know, know it till we try oh, it. I know that. You know, <laughs> I was
1: watching Guy Fieri the other day and he was in Kansas City where he went to four different barbecue restaurants. And you know, it's just amazing the different, you know, you got the Southern barbecue, you got Kansas City barbecue, you got Texas barbecue. There's so many different varieties. You know, some of the ones are dry. You don't put any sauce on them. Well. If I'm going to have barbecue, I'm going to have sauce.
0: And I like that you're bringing Texas barbecue to Washington. We've got got some stores up there. We do have some
1: stores. I mean, we do have some stores and, um, you know, I was looking in Everett and Everett is large enough that there's potentially at least one more store that can fit in there, if not two.
0: And so you'll be part of our global barbecue domination. I love it. That's great.
1: Well, and the funny about it was that Scott and I, when we first started this, uh, when we first started this, we had, our goal was to have three in 18 months. Well, by the time this is all said and done, it will be three and 18 months, <laughs> but you know, it's moving a lot faster than we had anticipated.
0: Well, good. We, we like it when things move quickly, not slowly. We're all about that. So what would you tell someone who was interested in following you in your footsteps, whether that was going to ROTC, whether that was, I know you spent a, you know, a decade or two in the car business and now Dickies. So what would you tell someone who's interested in following in your footsteps?
1: Well, <laughs> I was studying electrical engineering and as I was going through it, as I was going through it, I'm thinking to myself, my my best friend was an engineer and he was very good at it. He, he coached me through a lot of my classes and he was very good at it. But I'm sitting in class going, do I really want to do this for the next 30 years? And I said, no, because I knew I wasn't going to be a good engineer. So I finished up and I was looking for, I was looking for a job and in the newspaper was selling cars. Well, I was selling clothes at 16 years old. Now, Cl-
0: clothes and cars are not that different. No, People need not. both.
1: They're not. And uh, you know, by, by the time I was 18 years old, I was managing my own store. So th- there's a number of things, a number of things that dr- that drive me. Number one, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry, um, I like to lead. And all of my salespeople without fail loved me because I took care of them. Um, So, and I made a whole heck of a lot more money in the car business than I ever would have made as an engineer. Sure. Um, You know, I I highly recommend if you ever look at joining the military, um, if you ever look at joining the military and you want to have a long, fruitful career, think about becoming an officer there's a couple different programs you can go through ROTC or you can go through one that takes you directly to officers candidate school and that will make you an officer you have to have back you have to have a bachelor's degree to get into it but you know overall in my 55 years the only thing I'm going to regret is I was married for 23 years and didn't have any children other than that Looking over, you know, I've been working every day of my life except for the last five years. I've worked every day of my life since I was 16. I have absolutely zero regrets in anything I've done in my life.
0: I love hearing when people have really don't have regrets. I think I, that's I such an important I'm just, important li- way to to live life w- without those regrets. So, kind of talking about that and kind of having having this life where where you really feeling like you're you're achieving your goals. Who are three people who really made a difference for you and helped you get where you are now?
1: My father, who I lost, he was 50 years old. So young. Well, he was he was he was um, completely disabled. <laughs> Two months after I got married, he looked at me goes Vaughn, I'm going to stop taking as many pills and I'm going to stop start drinking. And I went oh. That's a good idea, Dad. And I owned a thirty-unit. I, I owned a thirty-unit trailer park, and he was living in one of my trailers for free. And he fell asleep with a cigarette. And I don't know if you know how trailers go up. When they go up, they go up. Um, the other one that really taught me a lot about money, money management. I'm, I'm money management was my wife because she's, she, her degree was in accounting. Oh, that's helpful. Um, so what she did is up until I met her, if I had $10 in my pocket, I spent it. <laughs> so it happens to a lot of young people. <laughs> but our goal, our goal was to save, money for retirement and the other one that really had a huge impact on my career was my GM, my GM at a Ford store in Issaquah. He was not only a very good friend, but he was a mentor of mine and he he really, really helped me grow. I started out as a salesperson, six months later I became a closer, a year later I became a new car manager, a year and a half later I became a new car manager and my goal was become a general sales manager in five years and in my five year anniversary I was a general sales manager and he was key to that. He was one of the best car guys I've ever met in my life.
0: I love that, and, and you're a closer, and, and making sure that you're you're, you're getting the you're asking for the sale, and, well, and, the know, funny and it's it
1: was, helpful with tickies, it's the, helpful with cars. The funny thing about being a closer is we had three teams in our store. I took over the number three team, the one that was, and with my military military training and my car business training that I had two weeks of self taught, I was a huge believer in training. Mm-hmm. So every morning or every afternoon, we spent a half an hour or 45 minutes in the training room, training. And with a month to within a month, we were the number one crew in the store. And for the year that I was a closer, before I got promoted, we were the number one closer. We were the number one team.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, and that, that training is really such uh, a key and, well, thing. And, I mean,
1: the, and, and the other thing about it is, is, you know, I'm sitting up on the, on the sales desk and I'm watching what's going on and we're spending money to hire people, you know, in the newspaper, because back then we didn't have, we didn't have <laughs> the advertising, but we were spending money to, to get people in. And I'm watching these people come in and they're lasting 90 days. Cause what, 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 what car business, the way you get hired, you could walk in, you get a key number machine, so you can get a key out and you're just like, go out and sink or swim. Go out and sell cars. So what I did after a couple months of watching this is I spent a month doing a training manual from start to finish. And it was a week long, eight hour day training. All the managers were involved and I was the head of the thing. I implemented it and after 20 years, there are still six people at that store that I hired and trained. That's huge. It well, was it, it was massive.
0: And the good news is that Dickies, we've got your training manual, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to write one. You're welcome to, to review it and see if we need to tweak it. You know, but I, it, but I, you know, we've I, got that I, I
1: just did that. You know, for sure. Because I just I sat there and watched for months of people just coming in and. When it comes to salesmanship and taking care of a customer, you can give somebody the processes, the tens of the eight steps of the sale, but not everybody's gonna be successful at selling. Sure. And not everybody can take care of their customers. I mean, you're just, it's a knack to be able to take care of customers. And I I used, when I was selling new cars, I got surveys and I was never lower than 95%. So, So this is a, this is a service industry. So having a smile on my face and taking care of customers is not a problem. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well so now, now tell tell me more about this. So you, you've had a successful career and now your next chapter and you said Dickie's is one of three places they called you. So so what what made you say, hey, you know what? I want to I want my next ten years to be legit Texas
1: barbecue. Two things. Number one, I love to cook. Okay. And I did all the cooking in my marriage for twenty-three years. I made every night for twenty-three years. No
0: Friday night pizza?
1: Well, we did, have our, <laughs> we did have our date nights, okay? okay? And we did our eat our fair share of Papa John's steak and bake. Okay? That's wrong with that. <laughs> we did do that, but for the most part, I did all of it. Absolutely. And the other thing I told you is since I was 15 years old, I've wanted to own a restaurant. And I've had all kinds of different people. I'm still getting messages from people. Hey, you want to yeah. be kind? Want to do, sign? do signs? You want to do signs? You want wow. to do, you know, you want to be a hire? earner? I got somebody that called me about doing, you know, independent hiring for people. Uh The the work schedule is a whole hell of a lot better than it is with Dickies, but (laughs) I was in the car business for a number of years where I was just getting leads and making phone calls to get people in. And you make you make a commitment to you make a you make an appointment with somebody and less than 50% of them show. So Having leads come to me to try and get somebody into a franchise, it just really didn't. It just really didn't interest me. So,
0: well, the good news is now when they're leads, you get to call them. For- <laughs> Excuse me. The good news is, just marking the time. The good news is that now when someone's calling into and giving you a lead, you're calling them for catering, so you right, can get exactly. that and close those sales. That's well. The nice
1: thing about it too is you call back after an hour after you do the catering and try and book another one.
0: Heck yeah. I love it. You've been listening. You're watching your SNTV. So at the end of these, I always turn it back to Dickies. So I've got to ask, favorite Dickies meat, favorite Dickies side?
1: Uh, I'm going to be straight honest with you. Okay. okay? You're a vegan. No. God, no. <laughs> um, I have lost 65 pounds. Congratulations. But um, in the years that I've eaten Dickies, which is probably... Twenty. I'm not a frequent flyer with Dickies, but in the in the years that I've eaten Dickies, my favorite meat is the kielbasa. Yep. And are you like
0: the regular, or you like the the hot chips? I like the regular. Okay.
1: Even though I spent ten years in 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 New Mexico, and I could eat stuff that would strip paint off of wall. I can't (laughs) do that anymore. But and, and something that you guys have replaced: waffle fries. Yes, but the hand cut fries. I'm not gonna everybody. I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> but the real funny thing about it was is I don't eat your sides. We okay. don't I don't eat Dickie's sides. I just don't. Okay. When I when I went in I always ordered a double order of waffle fries. There you go. Well, well I that's, made a, that's mis- a
0: good side too.
1: Well I made the mistake of ordering a double order of French fries. Uh-huh. And they brought me out this Bag that was this big, and I looked <laughs> it's at him. Quite a pile of French fries. I looked at him. And I said, "Take that other bag and find a homeless person because there's no way I'm going to eat that. <laughs> I can't even eat. I can't even when I'm when I'm sitting down. I can't even eat a quarter of the French fries.
0: We, we've can. got a generous serving on you a French fries. You do have fries. a general, generous <laughs> service. Okay, so so at the end of the every interview, I always go into the lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices, and you're going to give me your favorite." All right, barbecue beans or jalapeno beans?
1: Barbecue. Uh,
0: sweet or unsweet tea? Unsweet. He's from the North, y'all. I, I, don't, I can't make excuses for that. Uh, <laughs> all right, chopped brisket or sliced brisket?
1: Oh, absolutely sliced.
0: All right, sauce or no sauce? Sauce. All over or just on the side? I dip it. That, that's me. I'm a, I'm a con- Sauce is a condiment kind of girl. Yeah. All right, brisket or pulled pork? Brisket. All right, last but not least, ribs or wings?
1: Oh, absolutely, Rips.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. My guest today on Dickies Doing Good has been Vaughn Bourget, who's our newest Dickies owner in Washington State. Thank you so much, Vaughn, for your service. Thank you so much for joining the Dickies family, and we wish you the most success.
1: Absolutely my pleasure.
0: If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.